This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. And here we are with 2021, dear friends. Ah, may you have a fruitful and a blessed new year. From both of us. You know, Frederick, some of our friends who are listening might be skeptical about this new year, (laughs) as last year was a hard year for so many of us. Oh, yes, you can say that again, Suki. And in fact, uh, the COVID-19 is still with us and uh, it just doesn't seem to want to go away so easily. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I always ask Father for a verse for the new year. And last year it was about hope. I got it from the Amplified Bible. And I remember I was a little concerned about that verse or those verses when I read them carefully. And I said to you, Frederick, this Mm -hmm. is going to be a hard year because look at the verses God gave to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, uh, dear friends, I'm going to read that to you now. Um, also as a verse that I would like you to hold on to for this year, because I believe that this year, even though God is going to be with us, but we might continue to have some challenges. It's from Hebrews 16, verse 18. We who have fled to him for refuge would have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to hold tightly to the hope set before us. This hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor for the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. A safe and steadfast hope. Sure, yes, Suki, and didn't we need that so many times in 2020 when we needed that hope and that steadfastness? And there were times when I was really very discouraged, but There is hope because there's hope in Jesus Christ. Right. And I remember times when, you know, we were so overwhelmed by our feelings Mm. and actually got stuck with those feelings instead going from our feelings to connecting with Jesus about our feelings. Yes. Dear friends, you might also ask Father to give you a special verse for this year, something that you can hold on to. Absolutely. That's very, very important, Suki. And yes, and today we have a very special guest and we're delighted to introduce to you. Many of of you might know Trevor Hudson, who has written several books and is known as a preacher, a scholar and a retreat leader. And we've often listened to his online sermons as well. So we recently read a book uh, written by him on the serenity prayer. And uh, and has come to a great under, greater understanding and appreciation for that very prayer. So, very welcome uh, to have to have you with us, Trevor. Well, thank you so much, Frederick. And it's a, it's an absolute uh, joy and privilege to be with you and Suki uh, to share with you in the work that you're doing, and to also, if I may, just say hello to all those who are who are listening, and mm. uh, warm, warm greetings to all. Thank you so much. Trevor, we were just saying to the listeners, we've prayed um, this prayer many times. Well, actually, I don't think we said to them, but we did pray this the serenity prayer many times during 2020, and it has really helped us. And I'm sure I want to invite our friends, the listeners, to also pray this prayer as we go into this new year, something to hold on to, maybe something different to what they always do. Um, Trevor, we were thinking you have such a calm, comforting voice. Are you willing to read the prayer 
for us because I'd, some people might not know what we're talking about. I would love to read it. Uh, can I read it now? Sure. Yes, please do. Yeah, it's a, it, you know, it's a beautiful prayer. Because, you know, in that reading earlier that was given to you, Suki, the word anchor came up. And I, in many ways, this prayer can be, I think, a wonderful anchor. So let me read it. Mm. Or God, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, so that I may be reasonably happy uh, in this life and supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next. Amen. Yeah, thank you so much, Trevor. That is really, it's been an encouragement for me many, many times. You know, many of, uh, some people know the first part of the serenity prayer, and that is often read in support groups and specifically from AA, is to grant us the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. But the full prayer has, has got so, so much meaning and depth to it. Um, I'm, I'm sure that you've used this prayer in your own life. Um, what has it meant for you in your life? Yes, Frederick. And, and in, in many ways, and I'm not too sure if this makes sense, it's not only for me, a prayer that I kind of have prayed, it's become, uh, how do I put this? It's become a dwelling place. Mm. It's a prayer It's a prayer in which I've been learning um, to, to, to live in, mm. to, to dwell in, to abide in, so that almost the prayer, as it were, um, is not only said, and I think it is a wonderful prayer to say, but it's also more than a prayer to say. It's it's a it's a prayer to live. It's mm. almost a it's a prayer to become mm. um, in one's own life. And I think that's what it's, that's what it's meant for me. That over the over the years, and it really has been a been a good friend for many many years. Uh, it's become. It's become a prayer in which I can live, and it almost offers to me um, it almost offers to me a kind of solid a solid rock mm. um, that I can just uh, stand on in the midst of all the turmoil and um, you know upside downness that we are living in in, the, in uh, at the moment, it's mm. really a prayer that that has drawn me into a real discovery of 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 
of God as our rock and our refuge. Mm, absolutely, isn't that so? And, and and it's so easy for something like this just to become a recitful ritual prayer um, uh, that is said at the beginning of a meeting, at the end of a meeting. But what sure. you are saying is it should become part of your life indwelt so that no matter what situation yeah. that you uh, encounter, this becomes a reality for you. Right, right. Mm. And you you know, it's a prayer that has, uh, if one looks at it quite carefully, it has 12 lines. Mm. And it's al- it's almost as if each line is like a doorway into a very big room mm. of, of, of Christian truth and conviction. And it's, if I go through the door of the sentence, I find myself in a very, very, um, a very big room that is filled with very deep convictions mm. that uh, that God gives us, particularly in Scripture. Mm. 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 Wow, you're saying it so well. Um, I was just thinking, Trevor, and I think it became evident to me as you were speaking and I was listening to you. You know, the name of our program is Into Me See. And as you heard it, it's about intimacy, intimacy with us, with God, with ourselves and others. So I think you've already said indirectly how it can help us with intimacy. But do you mind um, expanding a little bit on that? Right, right. Yes, I could expand on it in a number of ways. Perhaps I can, perhaps I can expand on it in two, uh, two distinct ways. If, if on the one hand, intimacy has got something to do with reality, you know that in uh, in intimacy, the real me meets the real you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that is true about intimacy, and I and I believe it is, mm. then intimacy with God involves the real. It involves the real me meeting the real God, the real God meeting the real me. And what I really, really value uh, so deeply about this prayer is that it just draws me into the realities of my life. Mm. For example, there are things in my life that I cannot change. Mm. I cannot change the fact that we're living in a pandemic at the moment. Mm. It's, a, mm. it's, it's, it's a reality. Mm. And, that, and that reality brings about certain feelings in myself. I, I get angry. I get uh, uncertain. I get concerned. I get worried. And so in some ways, this prayer, by helping me, and I've just taken one line, and I'm not going to do it with each of the lines, let me Mm. just do it with the first one. It just draws me into the the reality of my life Mm. and, and and it kind of opens up the reality of my life. For God to meet me in it, I, I always like to say to people, you know, reality is God's home address. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to meet God, make sure you're moving out of unreality to reality, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, we worship God as if we're in spirit and truth mm-hmm. in reality. Yes. So that's the one thing I want to say. And I think the other thing is that in intimacy, um, 
not only is there an element of reality, there is also an element, and I don't know, and I hope I can make this uh, understandable, is that in intimacy, I reveal myself mm. to the other person, and mm. the other person reveals themselves to me. And for me, this prayer and each line and what it, um, it just helps me to share, uh, it helps me to share my heart with God, making intimacy possible with God. Um, so, now, for those two reasons, on the one hand, it takes me into reality, and on the other hand, it helps me just to share my heart, and especially all the different feelings of my heart that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, in, in, in those two ways, particularly, uh, this prayer kind of keeps the connection between God and ourselves alive and vital and living. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. So often we found that we actually live in a fantasy world with, because it's hard to live the reality as it is. So we escape, right? That's no, part that's, of the issue. Absolutely. And I know that your work is with addiction and all that. And so often, you know, part of that escape, as you know, absolutely yes, is into, yes. you know, into those things that can really not be helpful and right. turn out to be destructive. Trevor, we just need to take a short break. We normally sure. take a break halfway through the program. We're going to listen to some music. And then, Lovely. friends, we will continue to talk shortly after that. Well, very welcome back, uh, friends. Uh, we were just talking to Trevor, and we continue to speak to Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. And uh, we... Ended off beforehand by talking about the fantasies that we can easily get to if we are missing the something like the serenity prayer. So, uh, Trevor, what do you think is the real essence of the serenity prayer? If I, if, if I were to put that very, very simply, the real heart of the prayer is that it's, it's, the whole prayer itself, as well as each line, is a doorway into a daily life with God. Uh, for me, when for me, uh, you know, the bottom line of our faith um, is that we are invited by Christ into life with. God and I love the word with. It's such mm. a rich. It's a rich word, and it's you know with is an intimate word. It's a it's a word of close connection. And for me, the serenity prayer, as it as I pray it and then move beyond praying it, as I begin to live it, mm. it, 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 it 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 enables me. It empowers me, or through it, God empowers me to live a with God life in in the midst, you know, of all the messes and the muddles and the heartaches and the heartbreaks mm. uh, of, of daily life. So for me, for me, that is the essence. It makes a very practical life with God more possible for mm. us mm. as we pray it and as we live it. Oh, thank you very much, Trevor. I, I, I really believe that, and I, I like your emphasis on the word with, um, because many times when we are in difficulties and when we are in addictions and somebody comes to give you a whole lot of advice trying to fix you, 
it is often not very comfortable and very helpful. But if somebody comes to us and says, listen, I know your hardship, I'm with sure. you. Sure. And uh, if, we, if we know somebody with flesh is with us and we know that God is with us, sure. then there is a lot easier and a lot more strength to be able to continue um, in your recovery journey or in a restoration journey. Sure. Very, very much so. I think, Trevor, you've actually already kind of answered the next question that we were going to ask you about. In what situations do you think is it good and helpful to pray this prayer? Because you already said it's a, pl a place to live in. But are there any other specific situations where you think it would be um, good for people? Because the reason why I asked this is that this prayer is often prayed um, in recovery groups. Right. And uh, so people don't always see that as something that anyone can use in any situation. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, Sophie, I think, you know, I think it, it touches on almost every part of human existence. For me, it's a prayer that people who, who worry a lot mm. and who are anxious a lot, sometimes we can almost become, as it were, addicted to a, a way of thinking that is, you know, mm. anxiety um, mm. really ridden. I think it's a prayer for warriors. I think it's a prayer for those who, who just feel stressed out. Mm. <laughs> they, mm. There's just too much on their plate. Taking five minutes a day to sit with this prayer, to think about it, to reflect it, to pray on it, uh, opens up our life to God. Uh, I think in a, in a in a very very real way. I think it's um, I think it's particularly helpful for folk who either live with lots of regrets in the past or who are living constantly with concerns about the future mm. and who really struggle who really struggle to meet God in the um, in the present moment of their lives. And, and as I often like to say, the only place God can meet us really is in the, is in the present moment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, God is the great I am, uh, not the great I was, uh, the, great, the great I am. And, and God meets us with his living presence to be with us in the present moment. And this prayer's got a wonderful mm. way of drawing us into, you know, life one day at a time, mm. enjoying a moment, when accepting what's in front of us, trusting God in the moment, etc. Mm. So I think I think it has I think it has a very, very wide and broad relevance to 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 many dimensions as well as those who are struggling with addiction and just are, are searching for some kind of sanity, um, uh, sanity in their lives and some kind of peace. Yeah, thank you very much, Trevor. That is so, so, so true. I found that um, I have often needed to pray that prayer on the spot, um, even if it right. were just the first two lines when I'm in some sure. tight spot or I'm starting to get stressed or there's a difficult decision I need to make, right. is just to on the spot say, God, this is, I'm powerless, I'm out of control here, please help me to accept and give me the serenity to change what I can change, what is there that I can change, is there sure. something right. I can change? Sure. Um, 
So it sounds to me that this is something that can be done on a daily basis. Um, in other words, not only at a meeting or not only in a certain situation. And um, you have written a book on an annual devotion on the serenity prayer. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So that's something that happens on a daily basis. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for that, uh, for giving me an opportunity. You know, I really need to thank my publisher for that because she noticed it and I didn't. She said, Trevor, there are 12 lines in this prayer. Mm. Take, take one line each month and write you know, just write a daily devotion. And so I did that, and I didn't know when I wrote it that we were heading into COVID. It, it, came, mm. out, it came out as, almost as the, you know, the lockdown restrictions came in. And the book is called Seeking Serenity, uh, three, uh, 365 Devotions. Mm. And it's very, very simple. And... Um, just each day, I offer a biblical verse. I offer two simple paragraphs. And then, and I find this quite important, just a simple practice that you can do that day. Mm. Just a very simple practice that almost takes the prayer out of theory uh, into kind of into the nitty gritty, uh, you know, of of your own life. Mm, mm. And um, I, I, I just found the book helpful for me to write. I, mm. I, often, I often say when I write, it's one beggar helping another beggar to find food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so so it, was, it was just helpful for me to write it for myself in many ways. Yes, yes. And, and, then, and now to offer it to others. Mm. Mm. Trevor, as we were listening to you, I could just hear, you know, we love the serenity prayer and we try to live in it, but I think we're far from getting it right yet. But you said it so beautifully and it just showed me once again, why is this such a special prayer? And that it's definitely not something just to be said, but something to learn how to live in, to become a dwelling place for our life, like you said so beautifully. So, dear listeners... Trevor is going to continue to visit with us for the next two weeks. You will be delighted to hear that because I'm sure you learn as much from him as we do. And um, so you can come back next week. We're going to learn more at the next two weeks about the 12 steps. Now, if you don't know about that, go and look it up. Go and Google 12 steps. You will see that in many recovery groups, it's the basis. It forms the basis of most recovery groups, um, Alcoholics Anonymous um, and several other groups like that. And that's also a way of life. And so we're looking forward, Trevor, to talk to you again. And we're going to talk more about that um, in the next two programs. Okay, listeners, I hope you have enjoyed the rest of the New Year celebrations as it's still the first week of the New Year. And we're looking forward to talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.